Welcome to Combat Sports Breakdown. It's your host, Matt B, a.k.a. Inspector B. Got my co-host, Alex, the bit of mercenary. What's up, y'all? And then we got our mad wanderer, Cole. What's up with it? What's good? I don't know if y'all saw this fucking paper, or not pay-per-view, this free UFC on ESPN card. This shit was wild. Started out a little boring. Not gonna be tripping, you know, decision after decision after decision. And then we get to the co-main event, and it was fucking on, bro. It was fucking on. Let's start with this first fight, though. It was uh, Luke Sanders versus Felipe Corrales. And let me just say, this was a comeback. This dude got dropped early on, and I, it, he got lucky it didn't get scored a 10-8, in my opinion. Because when push came to shove, he, he did have a really good comeback. But, I mean, you can't have a good comeback without some... Ad, ad, without some uh, Something to come back from, you know. He got popped, knocked down, and really beat on. Did you see that one, guys? Honestly, God, bro, I didn't really, I didn't see that or any of the card except highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. Did you see that one, Cole? Nah, I missed that one. Um, so after that, you know, it was another decision with Andre Mikaelis versus KB Bueller. Uh, another decision. This one was like a back and forth match the whole time. Just steady war. They honestly, in my opinion, deserved a little bit of bonus money just for a good fight. But they were like gassed out towards the end. So I get it. You know, like when they're both totally exhausted, throwing bombs on each other and like they could have gone out at any second on that one. It was kind of funny to see, but it was it was still a good fight in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's those are the ones, bro. Two warriors going to battle. Yeah, it was tight though. I I was a big fan of seeing these guys really go to that final bell. They either one of them could have gave up early on, and you you really could have saw it. Like the fact that neither got knocked out or submitted with how it was. Like they were really just like gassed out throwing bombs, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> Savage. We're uh we're right here on the third fight. Luma Luke Boomy versus Sam Hughes. I thought Sam Hughes was gonna do better. She she was doing good with her wrestling because this is. The like a total Muay Thai chick, Luma Lukabunmi. She, oh she, yeah, that's right. I remember that last name. Yeah, she's a hundred percent from Thailand. She's one of the first Thai fighters to break through in the UFC, which is really surprising. You know, with how many of uh, like really awesome stand-up fighters they have, you'd be surprised to see like she's the first. You know, I hear you, bro. But Sam Hughes had a couple takedowns, but she wasn't really able to do much with it, which is surprising. You know, when you have a Thai fighter, you think, oh, get him to the ground and you should be good. Oh, yeah. but that's not what happened. A Luma Lukabunmi went after her in the Thai clinch like she a won her. yeah she won she she won a decision though so it's like i i expected her to really get her with her in the kicking you know i expected her to destroy sam hughes's legs and that's not what happened she oh. she got taken down and luke boonmi ended up getting into the top position and just kind of like getting some top position striking and and she just chipped away and got her win fuck yeah then you have luana carolina versus poliana botello and i thought poliana botello won the fight but this was one of those ones that whoever won you couldn't be disappointed in you know it was a uh, they call her luana dread carolina she has dreads which is cool but she hits like a fucking dreadnought dude she hits like a Straight. savage that's it yeah but I, <laughs> I for sure thought Pauliana Botella won two and three so I mean it's hard to say some people were saying that um Carolina Carolina got a 10-8 round in the beginning and if you scored it that way then I could definitely see her getting the win you know yeah. but I don't I don't think that's how it was I think it was a 10-9 in the first round and then 10-9 10-9 the other way so it is what it is, you know. We all talk about judging these days. That's it's hard, man. It's also it's, 
you got to give credit to the judges at times, too. I, I give a lot of credit to the judges, especially in a time where they're, that's all the, the judging that's going on is UFC judging. You know, they were under scrutiny for like two years heavy. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Everybody forgets. Now it's like fights every single week. Back then it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? That's why they're under the microscope now, bro, because it's like you get to see more consistency of the judging and everybody's like, God damn. Well, and you also got to remember, this is the first time we've had like a generation of judges, you know, like early, early UFC, there was no judging. It was like just boxing judges and like a couple judo Olympic judges, you know, like it was random. Now we have a real generation of people who've been doing this for five, six years now. So, and you know, I tried to look into how to become a judge and John McCarthy's uh, judging school was shut down during the pandemic. So hopefully it'll open up and I can, you know, hop in that lane because I'll, I'll definitely happy to be a judge and uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll answer any question for any of the fucking scores I post. You know what I mean? Shoot, yeah. Either way, judging is hard, bro. Yeah. Judging is hard. It's not easy. So um, the next fight was Kai Kamaka versus TJ Brown and, you know, another decision. So here we are, four fights in and all decisions. And you're expecting Kai Kamaka and TJ Brown to come out and swing bombs. And they did. And TJ Brown looked good. Um, he won. I thought Kai Kamaka was going to come out and look a little better. But what really ended up happening was they were both inaccurate. They couldn't land their shots. They were throwing a lot, but neither one was really landing what they were throwing. So whatever they did end up landing, those numbers should have been twice as high. So, And then if TJ Brown landed half of the power shots he threw, it would have been a short nine. Like this dude was stepping in and throwing the gnarliest haymakers and uppercuts and just power hooks, and it just wasn't happening. So he won, but barely. So, and then this main event for the prelims, man, uh, it it was wild. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you saw it because this was one of our most viewed ones over the uh, weekend. It was Random Marcos versus Luana Pinero. And let me just say, Random Marcos was going to win that fight until she kicked this chick in the chest on the ground and then hit her in the chin with an up kick while she was still grounded. Oh, I seen that, bro. Dude, it was gnarly. And then Aljamain Sterling, you know, gotta love him. I know, yeah, I know, I know, oh I know Kobe God. hating on him, but you know, what <laughs> that the, dude, bro, I can't, oh my God, bro. Dude. It was crazy, but I mean, she ended up getting knocked out. Like the way it looked, it did look like there was a little bit of act, acting in there. But when the judge, like when the doctor came in and said, Hey, can you continue? And the, the ref was asking her, Can you continue? She asked, Did I lose already? Oh, yeah, I know. So, and then the ref was like... It's done. He's he like, oh, it off I right take... The, no, the commentary guy was like, oh, I take I take my comments yeah, back. Yeah, oh, yeah, I Paul Felder. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, it looks like she's been doing Shout a little... Shout out to love. that guy. She's all, he's all, what's it look like? Uh, acting, that's what it's called. And then she asked that, and he's like, oh, I take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, immediately. So that was, that was interesting. Crazy. I mean, if you look at it... Homegirl's knee comes up, so really she has her both her feet and one knee on the ground, which technically isn't a grounded opponent. Like, so I mean, I had one guy who was commenting on the video saying, "Hey, dude, like I don't think she was down," and I don't disagree with him. But here's the thing: I'm not the referee, neither is he, and the only decision that mattered was that he decided she was a grounded opponent in that instance. So it was an illegal kick. Whether we agree or disagree, the ref decided that, and that's something that you have to consider. 
was who was winning the fight when that shit happened? Ra- Random Marcos was. It was the, the first, redhead. Yeah, it was the first round though. Like you can't even really oh, say shit. someone was winning or losing. Like it was four minutes into the first round. Yeah, see, I just saw the highlight. I mean, that's all there really was to see. You know, so that was quick. Yeah, it was three happened minutes with- of them going back and forth, and then it hit the ground, and that happened, and oh, okay. you know that was pretty much it. So yeah, and then. Bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer because, you know, Randa's a nice chick. She really is. Everything we've ever seen about her, she's a polite person. She cares about fighting. She cares about everybody that's in her circle. She's a really cool chick. So for her to do that, like, she was crying before the results even were read. Like, she felt bad. Yeah, I feel It sucks. It's a shitty situation. Worse than the Eddie Alvarez situation. Because his was like, he was hitting the dude and dude was turning into it on on purpose. He just got beat up though recently, huh? No, Eddie, well, he, he was getting beat up and then he was about to win the fight and got DQ'd. So, oh, yeah, he was hitting bro. dude's ear and yeah. he leaned forward. So, he's hitting the back of his head as homeboy was swinging. So, it's like... If I block my ear, does that mean there's nowhere to hit now? Because the rule is if it has to touch the ear in order for it to be a legal shot. An illegal? For it to be legal. Okay. So if I throw a punch and it hits like that and my glove barely touches your ear, it's legal. But if I just hit you up here, it's illegal. What the fuck? Because it's a defenseless position. I can't block everything, dude. We're, Damn, we're not trying crazy. to let people die, yeah. bro. Yeah, we're in a sport where people die too often in boxing. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. Though. Like... Like that, we protect when you're our fighters, bro. Like that, bro. Like it's like, you know, like we're in our sport where I get to put my shin to your forehead. Yeah, bro, you know what I mean. Now, if I get to do it to the top of your head, it's drastically different. What's going to happen to you? But fools get Think kicked of, on the side of the head all the time. In the side, yeah, but that's yeah. when they're ducking, yeah. and you'll see the shin hits the ear or the heel hits the ear. They always touch the ear, and that's what makes it a legal shot. Now, there's times where they duck into it, and it'll wrap the neck and shit, and like you. The, no harm, no foul. It's nobody's fault, you know? I got you. That's like when two people throw the same punch at the same time and one hits the cup. You know, it's like, well, dude, we threw it the same time. Damn, nobody. Hey, that fool took the belt off. Aljo. No, no, no. The dude that got hit in the side. Oh, you said, talking about in the boxing match in Triller? Was it Triller? Yeah, it dude. He took the, he took the, the like, jab. It was like a hook to the side and he acted like it was a cup shot. The Bro. ref. Hey, the doctor came in and shoved her hand in homeboy's pants to feel his nuts on a on a kidney shot, bro. That was terrible. Bro, my man. It's all good. It was ridiculous. That was honestly embarrassing. That's wild. Uh, that dude should never, ever step into a ring anywhere ever again. Not even to throw mitts. You'd be like, nah, catch me on the pads, bro. Like, catch me out here on the mats for that. I ain't doing, I ain't getting in that ring yeah, never again. This epic, bro. So, let's get into this main card, man. This was a great great card i was really a big fan of it um marab versus cody stamen this was just a a pace that nobody could contend with man marab came in there and his output was just insane like absolutely insane marab was looking lethal bro yeah so he came in there and he honestly just pieced cody apart in the first round like cody was clearly just trying to keep up Round yeah. two, Marab just started picking him apart, and by round three, there was nothing Cody could do to come back. He knew he needed the knockout and just couldn't get it. And, you know, this was a decision I was happy to watch. You know, it was, it was an exciting fight throughout the whole thing. Damn, that's what? Five decisions and one DQ? Pretty much. What a start. I'm telling you. And you know what's crazy is the fight that he called a draw on was a draw. Oh! That's crazy. What's so up, bad. bro? 
so, let's go. Crazy. Yeah. So all that shit I was talking, That's I literally epic. told these fools. And I was like, uh, you know, what's crazy is uh, it's going to be a majority draw, right? So I'm, uh, this fool probably thinks one's going to say somebody won and two are going to say that it was a draw. And that's what happened. Literally, that's what happened. That's comedy. So, you know. That's super comedy. Sorry about me telling you don't put your money on that. I probably cost some people some money. I'll try to tell you. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, were, you were throwing darts at a fucking um, a globe, dude. I don't even know what the hell that was. Hey. Sometimes you just get this feeling and you got to go with it. It was a weird. It was weird. It was random. So we had Sean Strickland versus Christoph Jotko. This is the one where you guys pick Polish power over Sean Strickland. And I pick Sean Strickland. Now, I'm happy yeah. I picked Sean. Nah, Sean's disappointed in himself, though. He said he fought like a bitch. He Damn. said he fought scared. And I don't know that's what happened. He came in a little quick on a punch and caught a counter and fought smart the rest of the fight. Yeah. He called that fighting like a pussy. So, yeah. I, I mean, know. he, he, cause he, he just like, destroyed that dude all fight. I feel Strickland? like, yeah, but for some people who don't know, Sean Strickland was in a motorcycle accident a couple years ago and almost died. So the fact that he was able to return to fighting and return at this high level. You know, you just got to give dude a lot of credit. And then you have the draw, light heavyweight bout, Ian Kutilaba versus Dustin Jacoby. I don't even know how you could land on a draw. Like, this was so random. <laughs> and Ian Kutilaba, this dude came out hot and gassed out quick. Like, he tried to put on the same pace Marab put on and could not do Man, it. Could not keep up? Not even a little bit, dude. Damn. So then you have Giga Chikadze versus Cub Swanton, and this was a one-minute fight. Giga Chikadze came in and threw his patented Giga kick, bro, and hit him straight in the liver. Put him out in a minute. He just jumped on Cub top. Cub Swanson, right? He, yeah, he knocked out Cub Swanson. Yeah. So he jumped on him, beat him up real quick. Ref yeah, called the fight. That's crazy. Yeah, he dropped with the kick. Yeah, well, he literally tucked right under the elbow. It wasn't even like, it was perfect. There was nothing else he, he could have done to stop it. Yeah. But that's what happens when you get these elite kickboxers in the UFC. Straight they up. come in here and they're precise. They're like, oh, wow. If you can't close can the drop distance. anybody with this one. Yeah, well, he calls it the Giga Kick. Like, oh, that is, shit. He, he like has trademarked his own little kick because like he's won so many fights with it, bro. I know exactly what I'm going to do to you. I'm kicking you in the liver. <laughs> Come here, bitch. Boom. Yeah. So, you know, he did that. And then, you know, it was whatever. But Damn, and then that was the first time since when has Cub, Cub fought? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Let's look that up right now. Let me pull it up. So, cause I, I know, know it's been a while. Yeah, well, I think he might have got one fight in since his injury. But I remember he's, he tore his ACL or something like that in a grappling competition. Daniel Pineda at 256 was his last fight. And then before that was Crone Gracie in 2019. Yeah, see, two years ago. So he's fighting about once a year at this time. Um, he was going twice a year back in 2018 and 2019. 2017, 2016, he was going three times. So I think he's just hit that point in his life where he's fucking over fighting that much he don't need the money as bad as he used to you know probably yeah, owns a couple gyms like too. yeah i mean it's a california yeah. kid we've been watching him since wec so yeah crazy all right guys so there's two knockouts to talk about in this card and it was that one and the dominic reyes versus yuri Parashka. man this was gross in the sense of if you watch it too long you're gonna gross yourself out with how much blood's on homeboy's elbow he did a spinning back elbow and knocked homeboy's face in the next year, dude. I'm going to go ahead and pull up our Instagram 
and I'm going to show you this video, and let's get your authentic reaction. Okay, ready? Get, get up over here. Ready? I seen this shit. Boom. Ah! God damn. Bro, Reyes is out. Straight KO'd. There you go. Mortal Kombat. Missed one yeah, elbow, came through with the spinning bro. elbow, and just put him out. Walk off. Boom. Holy that was lethal. Shit. Yeah, you could tell it was the only thing Reyes wasn't expecting. Bro, how, damn, homie. And then they asked him in the post fight, hey, so how'd you come in up with school, that? He said, that's why I got the antenna. You know, talking about his head. <laughs> He's also, all these ideas can come to me. You that's know? comedy. That's crazy. So that was bro. the whole card, guys. Um, honestly, it was a long night of decisions, but just seeing that spinning elbow to top the night off made it all worth it, man. Alex over here reliving it. <laughs> just like, Jesus, this spinning back elbow was so bro. savage, man. That elbow was That's wild. <clears throat> what, what was your reaction last night when you saw it, Cole? That is tripped out, man. That was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I don't know. I just know it. I was speechless. Do you remember seeing Yair Rodriguez in his up elbow on Korean Zombie? Nah. I nah. do. That shit so was fucking... Which one do you think was better? The Yair Rodriguez or the Giga spinning back elbow? In viciousness, this one. I think so, too. But in, in, in clutchness? Yeah. I don't know, man. That was a second round of the fight. Like, he... No, because, like, it, it, when, when the Korean zombie got knocked out, bro, it was, like, literally the last second. I get you, but at the same time, you know, if that's what we're calling, like, clutch, then why'd you wait till the last second? Well, clutch in a sense, bro, because clutch now means a lot of shit, but to me, in all reality, it means, like, well, yeah, you come up big in, in, in big moments, you know what I mean? But um, what I mean in, in clutch is, like, fourth quarter, last throw, Fucking all on the line, you know what I mean? More of a Hail Mary type sense. Yeah. Those of you who don't know football references, that's like when there's four seconds left on the clock, fourth quarter, and you can win with a touchdown. You just 40, 40 to 60 yards away throw that ball. Yeah, because that fight, that fight, bro, could have gone either way. With, well, with, actually, Korean Zombie was going to win that See fight, what I'm like, saying? For sure. So I, I'm not completely disagreeing. I just got to play devil's advocate. But damn, this motherfucker. Hey. Woo. And what's crazy is they asked this kid if he wanted to be in the UFC like two years ago, and he turned it down and said, I need a couple more fights before I'm ready. So this kid really, and he's 28 years old, so he's our age. Damn. You know what I mean? He's... And he's That's got crazy. two fights a year every year since he started fighting at 19. He's got like 28 wins and 26 knockouts. Alpha came in with a fucking purpose with that antenna. Yeah, I mean, he knew he was going to come in and have to face people like Jan Blachowicz and John Jones and Glover Teixeira. Yeah, because... He, he, he knew he couldn't come in unprepared, and it was just amazing to see this kid come in. and just so dope. Yeah, and he even said in the post-fight interview, because I said it in our last episode, he takes way too many punches. And in this fight, he, you could tell he was throwing the hand up, trying to block shots. And he said, that's all we worked on. My coach wouldn't let me do anything but work on blocking this camp. So, you know, he's got the right people around him <clears throat> to get him in the right places, and it's very necessary. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, that that sucks, was sick. sucks to see that dude go down like that though I know but he, you know people are talking about he better come back better fucking stronger people faster. are talking about what Ray is gonna do but if you think about it I think he beat John Jones okay now yeah. let's count that as a, a no contest count that as a zero on the record you know yeah. what I mean just because 
I'm not going to say he lost. Everybody else is going to say he either won or lost. And you can't say what either side at this point. You know, John, I don't think he won that fight. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. John Jones did Fuck not man. win that fight. I watched that whole fucking fight. I've bro. watched it so many times, dude. There's no way I can't score three rounds for John. And then that brought up the round, the conversation of the fifth rounds worth worth more. When the fuck yeah, did we ever no talk sense. about that? Yeah, that makes no sense. When the fuck did we ever talk about that? <laughs> it was never a conversation before. It was never a conversation after. Just for that fight, like they came up with all types of excuses to justify how John kept that title, and it it, it just didn't crazy. happen. Fugazi is the exact term. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like that kind of messed Ray up after, bro. I think getting that stolen from him really did mess with his psyche. Probably but then bro. but then you have him going against Jan Blockowitz, who, I mean, that dude might have gone in there and knocked the shit out of John Jones. We don't know. He didn't get the chance. Right? But he just straight peace that dude down the ground. Dude, he fucked the footprint on his ribs, broke his nose, and damn near destroyed broke his him, bro. bro. Like, he crushed his just face. destroyed him. So then now you you have him going up against Yuri, who is like essentially the Czech Republic version of Jan Blakowicz. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? You have a dude who wears a rope around his wrist of a guy who hung himself in a forest. I'm okay? like, what the fuck does he know that I Check know? this out. Check this out. So Jan Blakowicz found a dude hanging in the forest in Poland, right? And he wears a piece of that rope as a bracelet. Who? Jan, the champion, yeah. Jan Blakowicz. He, right. he, no, I know. What, what, what happened though? So when he, he was taking a walk through the forest in Poland before a fight. Okay. Found a dude hanging in the forest on, by a rope. Dead. Dead. D-A-D. So he calls 911, right? Whatever it is in Poland, 744, I don't fucking know. You know, whatever <laughs> the number is out yeah. there. Then this fool calls them, they show up, take the dude out of the tree and they tell him, hey, it's customary out here to take a piece of the rope. You know, like, good luck. Like, you, you're watching over this dude. He, he'll watch over you type shit. And so, you know, he takes it, makes a little bracelet out of it. You know, so he wears it all the time leading up to all of his fights and shit. That's so it. It's a cool little story. A little yeah, weird. little, sweet. like I said last episode, ominous. Yeah. You know, a little fucking creepy. But let's talk about the fact that you have Yuri Prochka, who's probably wearing one of those in his hair as a headband. You know, I don't fucking know what that guy's been through. He's from the Czech Republic that's been a war zone his whole life. That's some crazy shit. So he's probably got a couple dead medallions wrapped up in his hair right now. Some we don't fucking know. All I know is that that shit's savage. But what we did get at the end of this fight was the fact that Jan Blakowicz said, Hey, after this Glover Teixeira fight, how about me and you do a fight in the Czech Republic or in Poland or something? The, the prince versus the Or he called him out? Yeah, he wants him next. So, John? Yeah. Oh, shit. So he earned himself yeah. a title shot with that back elbow, you know? Low key, yeah, because now everybody's excited. Now everybody knows who the fuck he is. And they're like, bro, you did that to Dominic Reyes? Well, and check this out. You have Jan, who's like 38, 39 years old. You have Glover Damn. Teixeira, who's like 42. And then you have this kid who's 28 years old. It's like having fresh blood in the fucking po- in the pool again, you know. That's savage. And we need this in the light heavyweight division. We haven't had anybody new since John Jones won the title back when he was twenty two years old. Real. So yeah. this light heavyweight division needed this. That shit used to be exciting. It's like one of the most exciting ones too. Who do you, who do you think's gonna win that fight, uh, Jan or uh, the other dude? Glover. Yeah. It's interesting because we really haven't seen Jan on the ground, and that's where Glover wants to fight. He wants to be on the ground. He's got an insane ground game. 
He's got an insane top game. He's his top pressure with uh, his ground and pound is crazy good. It's just a, a weird uh, matchup because we haven't had Jan get matched up against a wrestler or a, a BJJ artist that's this good. So if yeah. Jan ends up taking him down, like, uh, but, but well, hold on, because if Jan ends up taking him down the way that he took down Izzy. Which, you know, that's a 185-pounder that was coming up in size. So he's not going to be able to do it that easy. But that's when we get to say, okay, he has a good wrestling takedown game. But what does he do with it? Because he didn't do damage to Izzy. You make a great fucking point. I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. I was just about to say that. And um, But Tahara, man, that dude's a beast. He's been around for a long time, bro. And yeah, but there's a reason he wasn't champion. Yeah, I know, but like anything could happen in this fight is what I'm saying. Like it's a it's a I think it's an evenly matchup, bro. I just don't see how Glover's gonna do it at forty two years old against a guy who could potentially have beaten John Jones no matter the age they met up. That'll be sick. Yeah. Uh, Whoops him out, bro, and retires right after yeah, I don't know Glover. if that dude will be able to withstand a legit true Polish, Polish power, power, bro. Though, like for real. That fool got some legit power, bro. Like, Izzy, Izzy took it. Yeah, but Izzy yeah. didn't stand and trade with him. Yeah. When Izzy but, was yeah. trading with him, Izzy was the one getting off. And then Neon did land some big punches, and it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. He had good-ass defense, though, Izzy. That's the thing, though, too, bro. Like, that shit, right, that fight had, like, if I was the other fighters in that in that division, I would take notes on that fight. And like, it's kind of exposing in a way. Because it's like, you could learn a lot from what Izzy did to withstand all that shit. You know what I mean? True. But at the same time, like, one punch of that dude's fucking massive power, it's a wrap. Yeah, but this you could say that about Izzy, though. This dude, Izzy, got exposed from Yon. You know what well, I mean? We all like, knew that's major. how you beat Izzy, but nobody's been able to do it. A lot of people yeah. have tried to take down Izzy, and he's got like a 95% takedown defense. You know, everybody's known, take him down, take him down, take him down. Nobody's got the chance to take him down. You know who did? Marvin Vittori. When they fought the first time, Vittori took him down in rounds two and three. Nice. And, and you know, when I went back and watched it, because I, I don't remember seeing that fight. I know yeah. I watched it because I watched a shitload of fights in my life. But I don't remember seeing that fight. And when I went back and watched it, I scored it for Vittori. And that you know who else scored it for Vittori? Michael Bisping, who's a world champion. So oh, yeah. I mean, you got three MMA judges who decided that Izzy won, and I don't know that that's what happened. Oh, well, fuck yeah. I'm glad to know that. I'm going to stay tuned to that shit. Fucking Vittori is uh, When, was, he's when a did they man. fight? Like, when was that? Um, I don't quite remember. It was early on in Izzy's UFC career, but it was the, like, it, last time it was in Jacksonville also. I or it you. was in uh, Arizona also, so... They're fighting twice in the same stadium, which is rare to happen. Yeah, full look, that full Vittori looks like a fucking Italian mobster's spoiled son gone mad and shit. Like, crazy motherfucker, you know what I mean? He looks like a hairless, retarded gorilla. I don't God, like Marvin man. Vittori. He trains out here in Southern California. Oh, real shit? Yeah, and if I were to cross paths with him 185 to 145, I'd fuck him up. Damn. Fuck you, Vittori. Catch me in San Diego, bitch. Fuck you, Vittori. Damn, it's a wrap. I don't even want you on my show. I wouldn't even give you an interview. Fuck you. And then... That's comedy. Fake-ass Italian. Oh, he's not Italian? <laughs> he is, but he spent half his life out here. 
Well, shit, I'm Mexican fool and I live out here. You still claim San Diego? Yeah, like a motherfucker. He don't. Then I was like, homie, I'm from Sicily, motherfucker. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Italian, like all, all get out, bro. Rep Cali. Yeah, you from Cali. That's if you spend more than five years in Cali, you from Cali like halfway. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. That motherfucker's. Have you hey. ever heard him talk about California? Because all I've ever heard him talk about is Italy. I don't think I even heard him talk. I'm gonna fucking be like, hur, hur, hur. <laughs> oh, after his fights. <laughs> That's all he was doing on the face. I was like, hey, you know it's funny. Ah, yeah, yeah. Darren Till said he looked like a troll from Lord of the Rings. I think he looked oh, like yeah, Shrek. That fool looked like Shrek. That's comedy. Darren Telby be saying some comedy ass stuff. Yeah, he he is funny, bro. You know, speaking of Darren Till, I think we're gonna get Darren Till versus uh, Derek Brenson. Hey, bro, did you fucking see that one shit, dog? Where back in the day, Lyoto Machida, I think his first ever fight, he won. He went over to like some other Inyoro or some shit, bro. I seen it on Instagram, and like it's a. Uh, he walked over there, bro, and homeboy took flight on him. Boom, boom, boom. Gave him three. I I thought they were punches. Oh, but it was like a the Muhammad Ali video from boom. 1976. No, it was Lyoto Mashida, bro. It was fucking dope, dog. Like I, I was like, what the fuck? I saw a very similar one where Muhammad Ali walked up to some actor and he slapped the shit out of him three times and then socked him in the stomach once or some shit. No, this was a, I guess it was a, like a celebratory fucking like, um, like a gesture, bro, to, to some other, he walked up to another Japanese dude, bro, and it was, it was crazy, bro, cause he just like let homeboy smack the crap out of him. That's weird. Yeah, and like they just hugged, like. I was like, what the fuck? That's funny because I literally saw a video of Muhammad Ali and someone, and a kickboxer doing it to each other. I saw it on Instagram, bro. I don't know where. Yeah, good luck finding that shit. Duh. You better save. I just started everything. using this shit. Too. Look, I'm gonna show you how to save videos right now. Look for uh, for those of you that don't know, hit this right here. Okay. A little flag down there, and then you could go to your profile, this, and then saved. And this is all the saved shit. Oh, okay. Cool. So like, I saved this one. You know, a little inspirational video. Yeah. You know. But it it just lets you know. Uh, I thought you guys see it now because it was uh, that shit had me YouTube dying, it. bro. You can YouTube it, yeah, Leota Machida, whatever. But yeah, I think we're gonna get Darren Till versus Derek Brunson, and I think that's a fucking fantastic fight. I want hey, so could you, so real quick. I know uh, last episode we covered the Yoel Romero versus uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson fight. Yoel Romero uh, didn't pass his physical, and everybody was wondering why. You know, obviously everybody assumed he got caught with fucking steroids, but that's not what happened. He failed an eye exam. Oh, So shit. apparently he's been lying about yeah. being able to see out of one of his eyes. He can't see. That's crazy. So he's pulling a Michael Bisping. Hey, bro. Bro. Oh, well, you think, all right, it's, it's just funny, though, because when that happened, bro, like, when people say Joe Romero is juiced up and all that shit, like, the first person that comes to mind is, to me, is Michael Bisping because of the Joe Rogan podcast that he did with, with uh, obviously with Joe Rogan. And he was saying like, Joe Rogan's like, do you think he's juiced up? And he's like, come on, man, like, you know? 
and like pretty much insinuated like yeah. yeah fuck yeah he is like you gotta be fucking you, you ain't fooling me so off the bat like I was like damn Michael Bisping was right like you know what I mean well you fucking, hear what Izzy's been saying about him right what? like everywhere that he hangs out there's places you saw is not allowed to be so like of course this was juicing and then you know he'll come back to the states when he can pass a drug test Oh, so man. I mean, a lot of people have been saying for a lot of time, a long time, that UOL's been on juice and like, dude, he's in his forties, so it's hard to deny. But at the same time, that's not why he failed his exam. So, yeah, so um, until until the truth comes out, we get to speculate. And the truth right now, according to Ariel Hawani, who got the info from UOL's team, is it was his eye exam. He failed the eye exam. So, yeah. They actually ended up. Oh, who just hit a home run? Damn it, San Francisco! Uh, Come on, three Joe. Run three run, run homer. Jesus. All right. Well, let's try not to pay attention to the baseball game. At least we're not in Chicago or Cincinnati. Twelve twelve game. That's ridiculous. Right now, it is the top of the third in San Diego against the San Francisco Giants, who lead four to one. And let's get back to MMA. This is depressing. Oh my God! Dodgers up sixteen four over the. Oh Brewers. yeah, those fuckers hit. Oh my God! Two grand slams in one fucking in like two innings or some crazy. That's shit. embarrassing. One inning bro. or some crazy That's shit, bro. bro. Like some unheard shit. Of. But yeah, fucking. Like this isn't a said, baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, fucking. Yeah, Yoel's got to come back. I, I hope he, he's able to figure it out and come back. Uh, they did get Anthony Johnson a replacement fight. Um, he's oh, fighting right. some Polish dude now. So At least I got him a replacement. That's good. Yeah, I, That's... I'm still excited to see him fight. You know, it's his first fight in like four years. So. Oh, shit. And, you know, last time he fought, he was fighting at heavyweight. He was supposed to come back at middleweight and chose to come back at light heavyweight. So, mm. I mean, people talk about Anthony Rumble Johnson's weight fluctuation. Like, it's a crazy yeah, I've thing. I've seen him like, in everything, bro. Yeah, like, he, I think he came into the UFC at, like, 170. Like, I thought he was smaller. I, he might have been, bro, but, like, this fool literally bounced from, like, 170 all the way up to heavyweight and back down. Like, it is insane. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Everyone talks about how nobody's got a harder punch than that dude. He's got the ultimate power punch. Oh, he's known for knocking motherfuckers out. It's like, he's like our Deontay Wilder. He's maybe not that athletic, maybe not that graceful, but when he swings that right hand. Yeah, bro, straight up. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys got anything else you want to cover? Shit, man. I had, I had some shit I wanted to talk about, bro, but I completely spaced out. So, uh, we actually got a little update on the Nick Diaz thing. So, Nick Diaz will not face uh, Hamzat Chemaev. He said it's not fair for Hamzat to only have two, three fights and then come in here and fight someone with his name. He said, um, if anything, Hamzat can fight maybe five, six more times and he'll fight him. So, you know, that's not happening. Yeah. That's pretty much what he said. Yeah. But he also said he ended the statement with catch me in 209 if you want to spar. What's what so, up? So basically he said, come out to my gym and I'll fuck you up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like, comedy. So stupid. You know, I'm not going to fight Very you in the dumb. UFC and make you money. But if you want to come out to my gym, I'm going to fuck you up. 
That was an egomaniac. Nah, he just likes to fight. He don't care who you are. But I mean, they're wealthy, bro. They're fucking hella involved in the marijuana trade and all that shit. You know, you you could consider him wealthy, but I don't think so. I think he has bad spending habits. He spends a lot of time in Vegas, so. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, we saw him the other day drinking at the UFC event, just kind of hanging out, partying, you know. It's been his lifestyle his whole life, so. Yeah. Him and his brother. They live in it. But they asked him, uh, they asked their the Diaz brothers' manager what they think is next for Nick, and he said, we're going to worry about Nate Diaz, and then we'll get Nick on the agenda for, for the end of the year. So looks like we'll be seeing both Diaz brothers fight this year. That'll be oh, sick. Yeah. And I think they're both going to be in 170. What the fuck? Yeah, I know Nick's last fight was at 180, 185, I think is what it was. But, I mean, he, I guess he wants to drop down and – I think we all understand Nick's a, a 155 fighter. But at 155, I don't think he has the longevity to really hold his own in that weight class and stick around to be in the title picture. You know what I mean? As to where if he calls out Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman already said he'd fight Nick Diaz. Dude, it, I don't know. Nick, Nick Diaz ain't no chump, you know? I, I don't know. I feel like that would be a good fight for uh, Kamaru Usman. I feel like he would last longer than Jorge Masvidal. No disrespect. I don't. But. I don't think he would. This dude hasn't fought in five years. He got a five-year suspension, and it got reduced to two, and he still didn't fight in five years. Yeah, hell no, nah, man. Usman got lucky on that punch. <laughs> nah, nah. There's a reason I can't no, call no, him a mercenary. He is not going to fucking last. I mean, you don't know, though. Who the fuck knows until they get into the fucking ring together? Yeah, and there's also the fact that Nick Diaz is, like, one of the greatest jiu-jitsu artists out there right now. So, like, he's literally still in- innovating the game as we speak. But I don't know, man. The whole entire thing surrounding the Diaz brothers is kind of getting frustrating to me. I, as much as I enjoy watching them fight them over their bullshit, they're you. really not bigger than the sport. Neither is Connor. So, if you ain't going to fight, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk about you i don't want to watch you i want you to get in and get out the thing about it now bro is like this fucking whole internet shit bro it just took it's took over bro like just by having this pride like oh what the fuck this motherfucker called me out like boom i want him like people are doing that shit now it's working so they're gonna continue it's gonna get stupider I think we're kind of on the downhill side of that. I think we're we're almost done with the internet age where Connor really kind of manipulated how everything kind of turned out. But at the same time, I really think that the, the ranking should determine it. And I think there should be a more uh, direct way of a ranking system because the way that rankings come out now, it's literally MMA media voting on it. Like you could apply to be part of the rankings committee right now. That's pretty crazy. And it's lame because, like, it's literally a bunch of people who don't watch the fights half the time. Yeah, that's lame. That's super lame. Yeah, and then, like, the pound-for-pound list is done by the same people. So that's how Khabib ended up at number one pound-for-pound. Not because he's pound-for-pound number one, but because he asked to be number one on pound-for-pound list for a week before he retired. So they gave it to him. I mean, look, I don't, I don't really want to talk shit about Khabib, but there's by no means a day where Khabib's going to beat Francis Ngannou. No, for real. There's by no means a day where Khabib beats an Israel Adesanya. So are Kamara Usman. 
I mean, that's the fight we're talking about right now is Khabib versus Kamara. I don't think. I, I, I think Khabib bro. would be like what? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think Khabib would be able to last against Kamara. Honestly. Well, here's the thing: is Khabib probably should have been in the 170 division this whole time. He's been mm-hmm. having the hardest weight cuts of the 155 division the whole entire time. He walks around like 185. No, he Bro. walks around like 192. Let's keep it Close real. Enough. You think you think Khabib would a big deal? You think Khabib would be able to like withstand that Polish power of Jan? That's no. That's 205. Like two. we're talking 170 right now. The weight class that he would he should naturally be in, which is Kamaru's weight class. Do I think Khabib I, I can withstand think. someone with with uh, Jan Blachowicz's skill power set? Yeah, that's what that's what everyone with with big punching power in the 155 division has been. Yeah, I got you. But I don't think that he could beat someone with the technical skills that Israel Adesanya has. I don't think he gets the footwork in that he needs. I mean, I just I, saw I think, a video think, the other day. I, I, I think Izzy, yeah, I think Izzy would fuck him up too. Yeah, but like, I just saw a video the other day of Khabib's dad fucking tossing Khabib to the ground like nothing. I see that shit, bro. And like the thing about that is like technique. that just shows you it's technique. a technique, and if you're not his size or smaller, he can't do it to you. So I don't like. I'm not trying to hate on Khabib. Khabib's a great fighter, and he probably beat my ass. I mean, he's he's really a great fighter. But the thing is, like. When you have someone with a lot more technical skills, he's outclassed. When you have someone who's a lot stronger, he's outclassed. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I, I, I feel like if Connor got a second shot and actually was able to like train and is away from all that BS he was in, I feel like Connor could truly beat Khabib, or at least give him a better, better shot than what he gave him. Well, we'll kind of get a, a glimpse at what could be, what Connor could really do if he beats Dustin. Because Dustin got his ass whooped by Khabib. Yeah. Literally was wrestling a wet blanket. Like, he could not get him off of it. I got you. So, if, if Connor could come out and beat the shit out of this Dustin Poirier, then, yeah, he's got a shot. But if, a, you re- if you remember, Connor's the only person to win a round against Khabib. That's the thing, though, too, bro. Like, well, Connor's showing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause the Con- Connor already beat the shit out of Poirier, but Poirier's not the same guy. That's that's that was why we had that outcome. You know what I mean? So if Connor puts his heart, mind, and soul back into this shit, which I think he is, I mean, I don't, I, I don't take that guy for the one to like to get humiliated. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, well, the quote Dustin Poirier, he just did an interview where he literally said, "Motivated Connor, Karate Connor, Ponytail Connor. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Connor." Yeah. So <laughs> I mean. It just is what it is, man. Like, it, it would be cool to see Connor come back out on top, but you can't hate against Dustin Poirier. No, he's for one real. of those all Americans that you just want to root for. But we all like Connor, so it's like, you know, it brings me back to what I was saying about the Diaz brothers. If you ain't gonna come back and you ain't gonna fight, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of our space. Yeah, like uh, I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not just somebody who likes MMA. I'm an MMA fan, and I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life. Now, Connor, if you ain't gonna be here and you know be a real fucking fighter the rest of your fucking life, then just go back to being a fan. It's easier to be a fan, dude. I can do it. You can do it. Everybody. So don't don't act like a fighter if you ain't trying to be a fighter. That's right. We got a giant injured on the field. 
devil on the play. <laughs> Get off the field, San Francisco. Ain't nobody trying to hang out with y'all. Yeah, bro, that shit's crazy though. A lot of shit could happen nowadays with with Triller. Yeah, man, motherfucking people like that, bro, they'll make it happen. The thing about Triller is they uh they're getting ready to get sued big time by Dana White. Oh yeah? Yeah, so people are trying to act like this was like a nothing, like it was like a Dana White trying to get people to pay attention to what's going on and jump in on the Triller thing. Yeah. But what you don't know is there's actually a federal law that states you cannot pick from my stable of fighters. Dana White spent a long time building this company. But He's that- built this organization up big time. And the only reason that Ben Askren was allowed to do that fight was because Dana White was so kind to say, go ahead. They owe Dana White a piece of that. And he decided to say, go ahead and keep it. I want no part of this shit. Oh. And now that he saw what they, what show they put out but there. But that was Ben Askren, uh, like, still signed to UFC? He was. He just retired. <clears throat> You're still a property of the UFC if you decide to fight. So Dana White had to sign off on that. <laughs> you're still under contract just because you're contracting. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so if you have if you sign a five fight deal and you fight two fights and then retire, you still owe the UFC three fights, no matter what. So if you decide to come back and fight at any point of your life, the UFC has to say okay. That's crazy. And that's but that's how it is with baseball. If you sign with MLB, you can't go play for some European league during the off season yeah. unless your team signs off on it. That's that's how, how it goes. It's called pro promotions. Yeah, I just didn't. I, that makes all sense, but I just didn't know he was still signed. Yeah, so, I mean, and, you know, he's over here talking off like Kamaru Usman, and Kamaru Usman's like, yeah, I'll go beat his ass, chill out, DC, and Dana White's over here like, nobody's doing nothing. Don't talk to my fighters, dude. I got lawyers that are coming to talk to you on Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done. And, you know, you can put on a, a televised concerts or you can put on a boxing event, but don't do both. And that's what Dana White's doing. That was a fucking circus, dude. You had a guy who faked a nut shot off a rib shot. Like, Dana White's out, bro. So, Triller, as much as, you know, it's cool, it's fun, it was exciting when it happened. Dude, they just hit Tatis. Are you serious? Man, they stay trying to fucking hurt him. Oh, uh, he, he decked it. It looked like it hit him. But, yeah, so, I mean, with Dana White on that side of it, you're not going to see any co-promotion. You're not going to see anybody fighting Jake Paul in the UFC. And if he wanted to fight anybody, he'd go talk to Scott Coker and fight Dylan Dennis. Start fighting Bellator guys because Dana White's done. Or a fucking real boxer, bro. You're fighting He's you're not a boxer. He's going to dude. He literally was trying to get an Applebee's manager to fight him the other day. What He's the a clown, fuck? bro. No yeah, way. so, I mean, he... This kid is just trying to get anybody to fight him that'll go on TV. I mean, if he wants a, a fucking circus show, hit me up, dude. I'll take a million to fight you on TV. Yeah. Uh, that'd be sick. You're 190. For I'm real. 135, bro. Like, literally, I'll step in the ring and I'll beat the shit out of you. That'd be sick. Yeah. Be, Let's do be... MMA so you could try and call out DC in a year or two, whatever <laughs> you want to do, and, you know, watch when you try and take me down and I throw you in a rubber guard and choke you the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just one of these things, though. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about Jake Paul, but, like, we all have to talk about him because he's in our fucking media space. Like, how do you talk about MMA right now without talking about the fact that DC went and got in his face and told him, hey, if you don't stop talking about me, I'm going to slam you on your fucking head. Yeah, that's just sad. Like, you have to talk about it. You got to bring it up, and it's so frustrating. 
But I think it's time to do shout outs. I think this is it for this week, guys. We finally got two episodes back to back with all three of us. This was fucking tight. We almost got our, our microphone situation all sorted out. Next episode, we should be all the way sorted. So here we go. I want to shout out Cal Coast. I want to shout out my boy Alex for letting us come through and record here today. I want to shout out my boy Cole for being able to make it. This was a tight episode. I love having my friends here, man. Appreciate y'all. Hell yeah, you already know. Just like you said, shout, I want to give a shout out to God, most importantly. Without that guy, we ain't got shit. And um, yeah, to all my boys right here, Matt, Cole, you know what I mean? Um, my dog for not barking. Yeah, she can be a little feisty and shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, just good vibes. Appreciate you guys. Keep following us and uh, stay tuned. We got we got more material coming. Shout out, Cal Coast. All right, guys, that's it for us. We out.